My biggest enemies are these fucking music. Got my biggest enemy. Hello everyone, welcome to my sticks. If you're not here. <laughs> Hello everyone, welcome to you, my sticks. If you are new here, let me introduce myself. My name is Jesus, I'm from Mexico. Mexico, 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 whatever. I'm from Mexico. I'm 18 years of age. Um, I'm a gymnastics and figure skating fan. I use he, she pronouns. And yeah, I think that's all. Um... Why am I introducing myself once again? Because this is the first uh, podcast that I do about fear skating in a long time. So, uh, most likely new people is gonna go and listen to here. Because all of the podcasts that I've recorded previously were about gymnastics. So, if you're a fear skating fan and you're new here, be welcome. This is Gymnastics. This is a podcast that I did um, in like October, November of last year because I was bored and I didn't want to install TikTok. So instead of that, I did this podcast and plot twist, I also have TikTok now. But yeah, this podcast is to share my passion about figure skating and gymnastics. Um, this time of the year, I'll have more reviews about figure skating because uh, gymnastics is now in like a hiatus, like temporarily. So yeah, and like I need to rest about everything that happened at the Olympics that I cannot process. If you also like gymnastics, check on my previous podcast. The last one was a collaboration with Jordan, a friend of mine that I love, uh, talking about the review of gymnastics at the Tokyo 2020. 2021 Olympic Games and um, yeah like this podcast is to share my passion uh, give my opinions like just basically to tell all of the opinions that I cannot tell to my family because they wouldn't understand this is why this podcast is about okay so if you're new here thank you so much for listening um, I hope I don't disappoint you um, I know my English is not the greatest because it's not my native language. Um, I know I tend to be, uh, I tend to use like uh, rude words uh, sometimes, but it's part of me, I guess. And yeah, I guess uh, sometimes I don't say the opinions that everyone agree with me, but I mean it's part of that. Um. The only thing that I try to encourage is that this is a safe space for everyone, so uh, I don't tolerate nothing about um, racism, homophobia, transphobia, um, sexism, misogyny, nothing of those things, uh, or anti-Semitism and all of that stuff, those things are not uh, respective, respect in here, so if you're an intolerant person, go away, I don't want you, so if you're not, welcome to my sticks. Okay, so a couple of things that I need to clarify, I am gonna post the part two of the Fury Skating Wars recap, I know worlds were on March, we're on August, but lots of things have happened since then, okay? 
I know that I was not present here for none of the off season. And I'm gonna apologize for that. But yeah, I'm gonna post part two when I have no idea. Because I'm way too lazy to edit it. Because it was long. I recorded it with Julia. Julia, if you're listening to this, I love you. Thanks for introducing me to Eurovision. <laughs> and a scam. That I haven't end, But thank you. And, um, well, like... Yeah, I'm planning on post it, but I need to uh, find a change because like edit takes a long time and right now I have everything but time. Like literally, I'm recording this at 11 and a quarter p.m. So yeah, crazy, isn't it? But yeah, that's the thing. And the second thing, I know I've been absent about figure skating, but obviously I wanted to, um, like, focus more on gymnastics because it was all of the uh, Olympic prizes, the pre-Olympics podcast, post-Olympic podcast, and all of those stuff. I don't know when I'm gonna talk about gymnastics again, maybe for the World Cups and World Championships, that I think it's gonna be interesting. Uh, but yeah, like, let's see what happens about that, and yeah, coming back to figure skating, um, this off-season wasn't as, um, chaotic as last year's, because last year we have all of the departure of Druzeva, all of the departure of Kesternaya, uh, but now, like, all of them are back with Theory again. For unfortunately, fortunately, I don't really know. Like as far as they're happy, I don't really care. Ethereum might not be the greatest coach ever, but I mean, she produced results, I guess. And and yeah, this offseason hasn't been as chaotic. At least not for the Russian drama. I mean, the last Russian drama we had was the was when Aliana wanted to come back to a cherry and like all the times that we were in now about uh, whether or not she was about to accept her. That fortunately she accept her because otherwise it will have been a mess. Uh, and I think it was the last Russian drama because then uh, Druzova also ca came back to Eteri but it wasn't like on really good terms like Druzova never left on like a chaotic situation like I think it was more chaotic because Hot Sergei also departure uh, from Eteri that also uh, Hot Sergei is not longer uh, coaching at Angels of Lushenko I'm not quite sure where is he coaching but Uh, yeah, like, I mean, yeah, it was a thing, like, I haven't been, like, that invested on Fear Skin lately, because, um, I was more invested on gymnastics, obviously, but, yeah, this podcast is about, like, talking about things that have happened during the off-season, and let's see if I have, if I don't forget about something, shall we? Yeah? Um, remember the timestamps are in the description so if you're not interested on listening to the things that I'm talking and you just want to focus on certain points you can skip you're free to skip I know I'm annoying as fuck so uh, 
I understand you don't want to listen to my ugly voice. So yeah, you can skip and yeah, just check the timestamps on the description. Thank you so much. Okay, so this up season, instead of having a lot of drama with ladies, with Russian ladies, we have a lot of drama on pairs. That I still haven't recovered about that. Because, I mean, it was lots of things happening there. And I didn't really talk about it. Like, I was planning on doing it, but I never did it. So, yikes. Uh, I was busy. I was really busy. Like, my mother was not at home. I was living alone. I was living alone for, like, um, one and a half months, even more than that. So, it was a thing because I had to manage a lot of things. And then when she came back, I was on the last of high school. I was ending high school. So, it was a thing. Then, like, preparing for my admission test to university. And then waiting for the university result, and then I was accept. I'm I'm currently um, studying on the university, and like I've been for a little bit more than a week, and I have a lot of things to do. I thought it will be easier, at least for the first week, and turns out that it wasn't. So yeah, choices, personal choices. And yeah, like all of that was like a summarizing of my life and why I haven't talked about this because this happened like, when did it happen? Like May or April? April, May, something close to that. So it was a thing. It was definitely a thing. And what happened? Well, everything started with a rumor that Vanessa James that uh was a like former uh, pair of someone that I don't want to mention his name but they compete for friends was pairing up with Eric Radford Eric Radford is the former partner of uh Megan Duhamel their Olympic gold and bronze medalist gold on the team, uh, bronze individually in 2018 on Pyeongchang, and and yeah, they represent Canada. And like it was an easy move because uh, Vanessa James is actually from Canada, but then she moved to France, so like they didn't need to like bother about citizenships or whatever. But yeah, and you may say like, okay, like pairs are continuing changing about lots of things. And yeah, but this particularly change is quite more, mm, not weird, but problematic, problematic. Why? Okay, first of all, Vanessa James is partner of this person that I don't want to mention because this person and trigger warning about sexual abuse um have like i don't know how many charges were from felonies on florida i think because he was like sending um pictures that a minor shouldn't have to a minor a minor girl okay 
and it was such a scandal and I think this happened since before 2018 before the Olympic Games okay I'm not don't add me at all of these things because I wasn't on the fandom back then I was not a pure skating fan I like uh, I went to the fandom like in middle 2019 so you know but then the thing the thing here is that um apparently Vanessa James knew about these allegations and she said nothing because she wanted to go to the Olympics and have a possibility to win the Olympics and they didn't even get a medal. But yeah, she wanted that. And also like the coaches have things to do and all of that stuff. And until this point she has said nothing about it and it's a problem because I mean um she was aware and you can say like okay yeah but maybe she was like um she will have been in problems if she tells something about it. And it's like okay but there have been like almost four years and that happened and we haven't heard any apologize for her and that stands up because she's still like um having no problems at all because what she allegedly do but i'm saying allegedly but it's most likely that happened and like that's like a quote-unquote message for the victims that no matter um how bad their abusators were like if they're famous they can still living their lives which is really wrong it's really wrong so that's the problem with Vanessa James like mostly is that okay and I mean at the beginning of this situation I didn't want to be like that harsh because like I mean I quite understand that she might be in problems and, and all of that stuff but still like thinking about it a little bit more like <laughs> like even if she um, has her right of um, not apologize like um, I wouldn't consider her a role model, okay? And yeah, I get that she's really problematic. And like, I mean, it's a cancelable situation. Of all the situations that skaters have been cancelled for, I think this is one of the most legit ones. So, you know. And then, what was the problem with Eric Radford? Because Eric Radford wasn't that problematic at all, I think, during his career. Uh, but what happened? Okay, so the thing here was that his former partner, Megan Duhama, have absolutely no idea about this partnership with Vanessa James, and she when because she she realized about it. Um, when the news came out about their partnering and she was like really offended by this because like they have this agreement between between them that they were about to continue doing shows as long as they could cause like it was the the financial support at least for Megan and she has a baby okay so uh, that was the thing that she was relying on economically uh, on those shows and since Eric is now pairing up like professionally at Elite with Vanessa James uh, Megan cannot skate with him for shows 
And I mean, I get that he wanted to explore new things and that they say that they were retired, that they didn't want to come back. Apparently he wanted, but, you know. And the thing in here is that, um, well, Megan Duhamel have the right to know that he wanted to pursue uh, an elite career with another skater because at least she could have say like okay but uh, let me watch these options let me do this let me do that and I think it was lack of communication what really affects them like a lot because like I mean you don't pair up with something from night to from from one night to the other day uh, is something that takes a time and he could have take the time to at least tell her and then um, Eric like give these give these things that oh well but she has a baby so I suppose that she didn't want to come back and he's like you could have asked her and I was like a little bit of the misogyny like back uh, on the back of that cause like I mean um, <laughs> the fact that someone is a mother doesn't mean that they are unable to do things and then we come back when um, Megan Hamill was pregnant from Zoe her her child um, she did a couple of shows with him because they agree on doing shows while pregnant. So, like, if she was able to skate being pregnant, why do you think she's unable to skate having a child? Like, you know, and like, you could have asked her. Like, if you really wanted to come back, you could have asked her. Like, um, you know what? I want to come back. Do you want to come back, or should I find another pair? That's it. And it will have some lots, lots, lots of problems. But that didn't happen. Uh, and yeah, Megan DeHamel is living her life. She's been independent. Like, do I think she's like the greatest person of this world? Not necessarily, but I'm happy for her. And like, okay, here's the thing. Like, lots of people were like wishing them like a big flop to uh, James and Radford. And I understand, but they were doing like this mess, like bigger than he was. And I think that's my, mostly the problem with this kinds of culture. Cause like, if you don't want to like support someone, don't talk about them. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm talking about them, but because like, I'm like recapping about all of these things, but I'm not constantly like shaming on them and whatever. Um, I think that's the thing like if you don't want to promote someone don't talk about them because at the end of the day like all of those talks um are gonna create like uh, impact like either positive or negative are gonna create impact and as you might change the mind of some people like me because I have such a different perspective when all of these uh, messes start with this partnership um you can also like bring the news to other people that maybe don't know exactly what's going on behind these scenes and they're like oh my gosh they're amazing by the way uh they have their first competition of this season their first competition together they just compete at the short program they didn't compete at the free skate um i mean i find it a little bit like hypocrite uh, how lots of people are saying that they are amazing, they are in such a good shape, that they look like champions already. But in that they look really good together when, like, when he was competing with Megan, 
all of them were saying like she has such poor artistry they have no chemistry and like if Dohamel and Rathford had uh, poor chemistry um, James and Rathford are a little bit worse I'd say and also like that choreo why was that choreo <laughs> and I know Guillaume Zizagan did that choreo and yeah that was not it that's the proof that being a good eyes dancer doesn't mean you're a good choreographer but yeah who am I to judge like anyways to close this topic and start talking about Guillaume Zizagan cause I remember about this and bleh um what was the thing that I was about to say oh yeah to close this um I really I'm not gonna be invest on their scaring because I'm not interested like of all of the four disciplines Paris is the one that I'm the least interesting about and um, apart from that like I have no interest on watching them because like why like you know they're problematic I just won't pay attention to them and continue with my life as if they were in a pair that's all if you want to support them it's okay if you want to play them it's okay just try to not give them as many promotion and yeah I think that's everything about this thing okay now I remember about Guillaume Sisakon if you follow this podcast in my Instagram account that if you don't follow my Instagram account um, I'll let the username on the description so you can follow me I'm a good person sometimes and yeah if you follow me like you will know that I'm like I used to be a simp of Guillaume Cicerone used to be my religion but he's now my fallen idol and that's the thing and why well he turned out to be an active actor and that's something that I won't tolerate like girl why just why okay a little bit of context last week Guillaume Cicerón posted on his stories um, a petition to sign and what was this petition about well a petition to delete that to erase the vaccination passport on Canada what's this vaccination or in the European Federation I don't know um, one of those places what is this vaccination passport well um, if you live in this world you may know that we're on a global pandemic called COVID-19 COVID what did I say <laughs> COVID-19 um, if it sounds bad if it sounds dirty like I was not intending to say something like that I'm sorry um, but yeah we're living in the middle of a pandemic and like as is a world pandemic um, the infections are massive and the way of infect people is way hard well not hard but it's way easy to infect other people if you have this virus so in order to fight against this virus we need the vaccine okay we need that vaccine 
because even though the vaccine does not immunize you a hundred percent it helps to ameliorate the symptoms and um if more people is vaccinated like it's easier to fight against this pandemic so the thing here is that some countries or federations are doing this uh, vaccination passport in order to get to those places okay for example if I want to travel to Europe I will need to apart from my passport I need to present my vaccination passport to evidentiate that I'm already vaccinated with the two doses if the vaccine is in two doses and with uh, only one if it's only one dose and why is well the reason behind it is that if you're vaccinated like is less um there are less possibilities that you're gonna infect other people so it is safer for you to travel and for the rest of the people around you so uh it obviously makes a lot of sense it makes a lot of sense because this is like a message from the federations that you need to get the vaccine and that it won't it it's gonna lead to the people that are not that are not vaccinated to like be able to not you know so it's important it's important and like i don't know whether or not he's vaccinated i think he should be because like i mean girl you're uh if you're skating that competes internationally if you are not able to travel to a country that asks you for a vaccination card what are you gonna do like are you just gonna miss those competitions or what the fuck are you gonna do it makes no sense it makes no sense at all and I mean I will say that it will be okay if he has not if he doesn't have the chance to get the vaccine but he has it and like it's a little bit privileged for a man to like if he has the opportunity to like saying that no don't get the vaccine and stuff because like there are a lot of people like me that are waiting for the vaccine to be available for us I, I mean I'm registered since July and the vaccine having came and I'm I mean I want to get it as soon as possible and I know the most probable thing is that I'm gonna get vaccinated with AstraZeneca and that I will have horrible um, after effects but it's a risk that I need to take because I want to get vaccinated and like lots of people wanted to get vaccine and people who ask the opportunity encouraging other people to not get vaccinated is ignorant it's ignorant is shameful and especially with people like him because i mean if you don't want to get vaccinated it's okay but don't share it on your platform that is a massive platform and that you can misinform lots of people and also i don't really understand because he and Gabby were one of the first skaters to get infected with COVID uh, the middle of last year and um, allegedly I don't know how true this is but allegedly they got infected on an Eric Radford's uh, party that obviously was illegal because it was when everything was on lockdown so like you just think about that and like they have 
they lose a lot of stamina due to due to this due to the COVID and like I mean Gabby wasn't able to have like taste for months and like to come here after you experience uh, this uh, the effects of this virus and don't want to get vaccinated like get your priorities straight just saying and like I mean I have no proofs but I think that he's one of those people that thinks that because they have COVID uh, they are not gonna get it again like <laughs> so yeah he's my fallen idol now so now my favorites to win the Olympic gold medal in Iceland are Alexandre Stepanova and Ivan Bukin because they are royalty of Iceland and yeah let's cancel games is run for anti-vaccines and and what else like yeah shame on him shame on him shame, shame on his cow and yeah Hello, I'm back. Um, this was just a couple of seconds for you, but it was like more than a week for me, because I'm lazy and I'm busy. Here we are. Here we are again. So let's continue. Um, I want to talk about. I wanted to talk about a little bit about uh, Alina Sapchenko and her stupid decisions, but it's not worthy. Like, what's the point? Like, she already ruined her reputation. Like. A lot, but okay. Who am I to judge? What is this icon? Area de trabajo de Windows Inc. I have no idea. Well, mm, so yeah, she was a stupid. She ruined her reputation uh, and for nothing because she's not uh, game with uh, the guy that she was about to escape with, and she looks like is in search of a new partner. Whatever. And then, um, other important thing that happened. And this is already part of the season is um, the Russian Junior Test Gate, who took place like a month ago. Like Senior Test Gates are like a little bit more, no less than less than two weeks ago, apart from from today. Wow, that's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> so uh, well. What's going on with her? Okay, I have a little bit of um, highlights. My biggest highlight was um, Sofia Muravieva or Muraviova, Sofia, I don't know, uh, the one who skates uh, with Plushenko. Her free skate in particular was my favorite of the entire competition, is with the great Gatsby. I love the part of the beginning with the voice over because it sounds great like lots of people don't like this voiceover strength but I love it like I'm obsessed with it because it gives this like mysterious vibe and, and I just stand it um, and, and it's so great I, I love it I totally love it uh, and I love the part with Young and Beautiful because I love that song and um, the only thing that I didn't like was the gunshot at the end I hope they take away that uh, we shall see because like she's gonna be competing this week on the Junior Grand Prix uh, and yeah I don't remember which city is it, is it but yeah she's gonna be competing there um, I hope she wins <laughs> just saying right then uh, Anastasia Zinina also coached by Plushenko um, her pre-skate was also amazing 
She oh yeah by the way Munabiova uh, attempt a quatak she fell but it was a good attempt. Uh, Zinina uh, did a quato that was fantastic. She has long legs, lot uh, huge legs, and it looks really elegant. It looks with a lot of extension. Maybe the landing is a little bit suspicious, but you know. Um, and I love the program is with Aranjuez, uh, Concierto de Aranjuez, and um, like I mean. I've seen people saying that uh, they don't like that diet or paraversion, but I love it. So you don't know, you know, you know, I don't care. Um, and oh yeah, if you are asking, I am also recording at 11 p.m. because <laughs> it's the only time that I have available for doing that. Um, and also, she last week uh, she competed at the Moscow Juniors Championships and she won with uh, two quatos. And it was great. I love her. She has a lot of potential. And then Anna Frolova, coached by Davidov. Uh, she was uh, awesome. She was awesome. She's my favorite uh, Russian junior lady. She's my favorite junior overall. And I love her. Like I mean, I would love to see her in senior already, but choices. And I love her. She's such an icon. She's the moment. Her show program vibes perfectly with her I love the way she skates to it because she's so passionate she's connected and it's a new style for her and she's doing it great and the free skate is recycling the free skate that she did last season the one of following a beer by Ezio Bozo which I love because it was one of the favorite program of last season that I think was my top four or something like that and it was great I love it I love the music I love the career I love her expression I love all of that uh, free skate And then uh, Elizabeta Berestovskaya, also coached by um, this uh, by Davidov. Um, okay, I love her, and lots of people dislikes her free skate because it's so immature and it's so juniorish. But like, girl, she's like 14. What were you expecting? Like, I'm really conflicted with those people who looks at junior programs and they're like. Oh, this is so juniorish, and he's like, "Yeah, they're juniors." Like, at what point of 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 decadence in this society have been reaching um, <laughs> to like having that high standards for junior skaters? Uh, do you do you know what what I did when I was 14 years old? Like, surely not being mature while dancing. I didn't even dance. Did I? Oh yeah, I started dancing with 13. But you know, that that's the thing. Like, you can ask that much. <sighs> and I love this this case. And uh, she has a nice dress for that. She already competed at the um, Masculine Championships, which she got second. She had Zambak Watto. She's in great shape. Also, I like. I would like to point out that her jumps looks a little bit higher than than they were last season, which is a, such an improvement, especially considering that it looks like she grown a lot, like for real. Like she looks like really tall now. Um. Oh yeah. To end with the David girls. Um. We have Sofia Zamodelkina. Uh, She's not in her greatest shape. I think she should left out the triple axel by now. Or at least uh, changing the entry. Because that entry is hard. And like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with her. Because like, 
Um, yeah, she's not hitting as she usually does. I hope it's just because it's so early in the season, and I hope there are not problems behind her. Also, like it looks like she's grown, uh, which is, ugh, but you know, I have faith. I have faith on 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 her, and I hope she's uh, in good shape for her Grand Prix excitement. Then the Atari girls, we have Zuvia Kativa, who is the current Russian junior champion. Mm, I didn't like her short. <laughs> And that's the thing, I didn't like her show, I don't think it connects that well with the music. Um, but, no, like, I think personal choices, because I've seen people who like it. Um, I think Natalie like it. Like, hello Natalie, like, sorry for didn't mention this time, but like, uh, I'm actually recording this part for her because she asked me to talk about Junior Test Gates, but, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I didn't like her short program. Her brisket is recycling last seasons, so it's great. Um, but yeah, that's the thing. I didn't like her sure. I don't think it connects well with the music. And I was like, uh, this is not gonna be good. Because, like, uh, I mean, it's Olympic season. And, like, if they need, like, and how she did this choreo, like, what are we hoping for? The ones that are content- in contention for the Olympics. But it looks like he didn't make it. Uh, he didn't make that program. It was a choreographer who I don't remember, but he's a mess. Cause then take a look. Let's take a look at uh, Adelia Petrosian, uh, free skate, and he's a mess. Like she's starting laying up in the ice, which counts as a fall. <sighs> That's the problem with choreographers don't know the rules, but. You know what? I'm not. Uh, I, who am I to judge? She's recycling, however, her short program from last season, which I love because I love that program. Um, she had struggled with the combo on both the short program and the free skate. Looks like she's gonna attempt um triple lots triple loop, which is interesting. Not gonna lie. Uh, so let's we'll see. And she also was attempting a quad toe on the free skate. That she learned all of those jumps great during the warming up, but then she failed to deliver on the competition. But again, we shall see what happens on the real competition because she's gonna compete also this um, this week, um, as well as um, Veronica Shilinia, which I'm excited because, uh, well, I mean. The short program again. Lots of people were complaining, and I can see why. Cause like, um, I mean, she's interpreting Harley Quinn, and he's good, but um, she needs to build more expression. But again, like, I don't want to be that judgeful with expressions by now, cause it's early on the season. Like, she needs to adjust to the program or change it. <laughs> Uh, I didn't like the costume, however. In her free skate, she's doing Love Story by Lola Hauser, which I love. And she looks kind of more mature with that program. And um, she was attempting like a lot of ultra C element. Like she had uh, two quad toes and a quad tuck and a triple axle, I think, which is crazy. Let's see, she's also gonna compete this weekend, so let's see. And I think that was overall my thoughts on Junior Test Gates. I just watched Ladies because I didn't want to expend that more time on another 
uh, categories because again I'm busy I'm waiting for senior test kits because I'm so excited to watch all the new programs and all the program revelations for all of the three girls so yeah let, let's see okay then we see uh, we saw we saw <laughs> Nathan Chan's um, cancellation and non-cancellation. Was it justified? Yes. This time it was. Like, you know, I'm not that from the cancel culture, but I think there are a lot of things that are um, at least needs to be criticized a little bit, you know? And this was one of those. So he basically gave an interview. I don't remember exactly which was the candidate the context of this interview. I don't know if it was for a podcast, it was for... I don't know. But basically, he started to talk about how hard it is to be a male skater, like a macho, a fifas, an hombre, during, uh, in a sport that is mostly dominated by gay people <sighs> let's just start as I mentioned on my Instagram account um, saying whether or not he was good or bad uh, does not is not like uh, it should not be a matter of conversation for straight people or for nor yeah for straight for non-queer people okay People who is not part of the LGBTQ community. Q plus, sorry. I always forget about the plus. Um, and like, as a gay man myself, <laughs> I can totally talk about this matter. Why? First of all, why uh, straight people has nothing to say about this? Because they don't... Um, they aren't affected by these kind of comments, Okay. Like the straight privilege does exist actually, uh, but I'm not here. I'm I'm not an activist. Like I would love to be, but I'm not an activist, so I'm not here to do activism. But the thing is that that kind of messages are really harmful. Why? Because first of all, fury skating is not even a sport dominated by straight uh, by gay men. Uh, and like, just go for the proofs, like, I mean, from the last world championships on, on the main category, we only have two person who by now are openly gay, who are Jason Brown and Kevin Imos, okay? Take that in consideration, and they weren't even out of the closet when uh, when Worlds happened. They came out after that. Two people on a field of, I think it was 37 athletes on the world, like representing the greatest on the world, were gay or from the LGBT community. I'm, I don't want to assume sexualities because I don't think uh, Kevin like uh, affirm which letter he is. But anyway, um. Two people out of thirty-seven. Do you think that's uh, that's domination? I don't think so. And if we will historically, like, I don't think any of the world champions, like, I mean, 
apart from Brian Orzer, I cannot think an anyone else who is like uh, a gay man who is publicly out of the closet. Like you, you know, uh, I'm not that into like the oldies, but that's my uh, that's what I think. Correct me if I'm wrong, but like that's domination. Uh, I don't think so. Like just just go back, like. Uh, I don't know, 2015, uh, Javier Fernandez, he is straight, as far as we know. Yusuru Hanyu, we don't know about his sexuality. Like, if you don't want to say that he's gay, like, that's really wrong, because you're assuming his sexuality based on his stereotypes. And his stereotypes are really harmful. Thank you so much. Uh, if you don't know why, go to research. Like, get out of your fucking privilege. Um, who else has been world champion on the late years? Apart from Javi, Yusu, Nathan. Nathan is straight. You know, like since 2015, like we have three people, and as far as we know, none of them form take part of the LGBT community. That's domination. Is that domination? Like for real? Is that domination? I don't think so. I don't think so. And like, if they're dominating, what's the problem? Like, they are not oppressing you. Like, I hate this narrative of straight people to want to victimize themselves. Cause like, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, I can think that, uh, I can say that they suffer for being a man, but not because they're men. It's because um, all of these stereotypes created by men, created by patriarchy, um have uh, are ha are harmful for lots of people okay that says that you need to act on a certain way to like be considered straight and i think that's what he's perpetuating with this discourses because he say that um like you know i don't like sparkling costumes and i i i use hip-hop music Uh, I'm straight, bro, bro, like, uh, you, uh, so, like, I think that's harmful, and, like, I mean, he's not too, like, cause I saw, and I, I'm not ashamed to say that I can't, cause, like, they are already, like, really bad, uh, I saw my fear is getting light, that's Instagram account too, I still don't know how they have followers, but, um, they said that <laughs> it's hypocrite how when um, a, a gay man comes out on a sport who is dominated by uh, straights everyone applauds them but then when gay people uh, when straight people comes out in a sport who is like uh, dominated by gays uh, everyone is like boo you whore and like yeah cause he's not, he's doing nothing like I mean if he would focus his his discord on saying that you know like normally all of those things that sparkling costumes um Classical music, being artist, artistic, is related to gay men. Uh, that's wrong. We need to erase that that discourse, and just start to to say like to give freedom of everyone of being able to skate to whatever they want, to wear to whatever way they want, 
without judging by stereotypes their sexualities, that would be a great message. But then saying that he's oppressed because he's straight, he uses hip-hop and non-sparkling costumes, like, why is this oppressing you? Like, for real. You're not changing a culture. Like, you're just victimizing yourself for being privileged or being straight. I don't know. I don't know, guys. It's just like, uh, he um, apologized for that. And it's good that he apologized. And I think his apologies seem legit. Because he really seems that he's uh, ashamed of what he said. And that he wants to to change his mind. I hope this this helped him to change his mind about him, to think about it, to deconstruct those ideas who are extremely harmful. And I think that's what we should uh, search for instead of cancel people. Like try to make them think about those things because it doesn't. It's not worth. Um, for, for anything that someone does something bad then they apologize they do fake apologizes and we forget about it it doesn't work like so I think I am it's a good opportunity for him to grow as a person like taking in consideration these and if not at least to be more careful with the words he's using to communicate his ideas um do I think it was bad yeah he was but um we're human and we born on this system that is surrounded by stereotypes. So I think it's really normal to have those stereotypes. Is it good to have those stereotypes? No. But we have this process of deconstruction that everyone goes following like uh, at their own rhythm. So if this is opportunity for him to deconstruct himself on that matter, good for him. But I do think that if the if he were any other skated instead of him, he will be really cancelled. Like no one will be wanting to talk about him right now. So I think that's a little bit hypocrite and I think we need to question that a little bit. But I don't know, that's my idea. If you have any other idea about this or any other opinion, you can DM me and I will be totally pleased to hear your opinions. So I think that was all, let's continue. Okay, then quickly into the Cranberry Cup, that it was the first international band science sport, world team trophy actually. But um, we, we've seen a lot of skaters from different nations in here, cause like uh, everyone like have so few competitions last season. So I think they need to, they want to regain um, the competitive experience as soon as they want, especially being an Olympic season. So let's talk about it. Let's start with the important things. Donovan Carrillo. Donovan Carrillo. He's an icon. I love him. Like, I mean, yeah, I'm Mexican, so I'm biased. And I'm also Jalisciense. And he's Jalisciense to. 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 Yeah, se me salió el acento mexicano. The Mexican accent already came. But, um, yeah, he's an icon. I love his programs. His short program is uh, Carlos Santana Medley, and I love it. He has a lot of this, like, he's vibing it so much. It was a really good career. Benoit Richard knows what he's doing most of the time. 
And this was one of those times. The step sequence was really good. It has lots of details. I love it. And he attempted a quad talk. And he landed. So he's the first Mexican skater to rotate a quad like ever. Which is impressive. He's making history. As he should. And yeah, I love that problem. Let's let's not talk about jumps because some of them were rough. But performance wise wise he has this magical power to engage the audience like immediately because he's so charismatic and then the costume the costumes for me is are the greatest like uh the costume that he used was designed by a famous mexican designer i don't know the name right now i'm sorry for that but um he was the one who decided the Miss Universe uh, typical dress for this year. Who Miss Universe is also Mexican. Mexican power, you saying? Like, I mean, it's Independence Month. So this is the month where I stopped being Malinchista. I didn't ask to be born Mexicano. Solo tu es. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Stop with that. Like, yeah, I love Mexico, but not that much. Okay, sorry for being that ridiculous. And, um, yeah, the free skate, he's recycling, quote unquote, free cycling. His free skate from last season, he's, he changed a lot of things, and I'm in love. The second half is completely different, it's so great. And again, he's so captivating. He's really captivating. And let's not talk about jumps. I love him. And I hope he shines at the Olympics. Because he's already qualified. Just saying. He's going to be great. Okay. What else? Who's next? Oh, yeah. With ladies. Well, I don't know. They're not ladies anymore. Because Izio also approved this law to uh, referring to women instead of ladies. Which is good. It's good. I like it. So let's move on with the women. Uh, we have Alisa Liu on first place. I love them. I love them so much. Oh, yeah, because if you don't know, Alisa Liu use uh, she them pronouns. Just saying. Just saying. Um, and okay. They are the moment. I love them. I love them. Um, her show program is... Uh, I think it's Don Quixote. A piece of Don Quixote. And it's so great. She has grown so freaking much as a performer. She is not the tiny little girl that we used to see or the two times that she won nationals. She's not that anymore. She is a grown woman now. Uh, like, I mean, she's not that grown, but she's so mature on the eyes. I love her and she knows how to interpret and how to make memorable things out of it. So I love her short so much. And like the jazz hands during Dina Bauer, chef kiss. I love that detail. I'm sorry. Then the free skate is, uh, I think, uh, Violin Concerto. I can't remember which is the author. Was it Tchaikovsky? No. Or was it? I don't know. But she was great. She fell into the flags. Well, I think it was called Under. 
or down. I don't know. But, you know, I don't care. It's early on the season yet. And she's so beautiful. She's so beautiful. I love her. Um, they are in the moment. They are. They indeed are. So, okay. And then in second place, we have Jungju from South Korea. I love her so much. I love her. Uh, her show program, unfortunately, she fa she fell out of the triple accident. She didn't make her triple triple, but she was great. I love this show program for her. I think it's a magnificent decision because it's not like um, uh, it's not that out of her comfort zone as uh, her Cleopatra was last season. But I think it's better than her. Um, Romeo and Juliet so I think it's perfect for her and then the free skate is Les, Mis Les Miserables how do you pronounce that? Les Miserables? I don't know I never thought about that ugh correct me um and it was great like she goes really well with the music and it's really reminiscent of Yuna Kim so you know when she go on, when she wins a medal at the Olympics with that program, then you'll see. Then you'll see. I'm sure. And then on third place we have Maria Bell from the U.S. Okay, I want to elaborate a little bit more on her because like she has been doing questionable choices like both last season and this one. Everything came wrong in this world when she decided to skate to Ava to the Ava medley. But you know, um, okay. The short program was a mix of Chromatica by Lady Gaga, and I think it also had positions by Ariana Grande. But anyway, um, the thing is, that that program was a mess. It was trash. <laughs> Just like that, because the music cuts, like, she's using, like, five different songs on a third minutes program. Like, that music cut made uh, Alina's Phantom of the Opera look decent. And that's a lot to say. A lot of, uh, a lot to say. Oh my gosh, I'm losing my shit right now. Should I go to sleep? No, I shouldn't. Um... And no, I'm not vibing it. And I was like, she's like trying to do bulk in the middle of the routine, but it doesn't go with her because she's not feeling it. And I think it's really shameful uh, for Adam Ripon, who is her coach and like PR management manager or whatever you want to call it. I think it's really shameful for him because um, he's gay. <laughs> and I mean, I don't want to fall under stereotypes, but like, you know, his programs were like that, and he knows how to interpret. And I think it's a hate crime to, as a coach, letting one of your uh, students doing something like that, and like uh, with Lady Gaga, because like if you're gonna do something with Lady Gaga, like just try to feel it, because being like using a Lady Gaga song for something should be a religion. Just saying, just saying. And then her free skate is both where both it's now, and it's so boring. <laughs> it's like that. It's just that the song doesn't change that much. And I know that Gilles and Poye did uh, did uh, their freelance with that music like two seasons ago and last season. 
but I think the difference is that on Aizen's like you don't need to like care that much about uh, having different changes on the music because you can do something with something more plain uh, with a song more plain you know because you you're not jumping you're doing lips and all of that stuff and even though for the lips uh, I think it's better to have like different changes on the music so you can accentuate that music uh, it's not that much as in jumps because in jumps like you need to have parts of change to be adapting to all of the elements because all of the elements are different between each other and they need different pacing and all of that stuff and it was boring it was boring and also I don't think the choreo went well to music fortunately um apparently she changed both of her programs for the short program now she will be skating to river flows in you you like I mean first of all like well someone said that it was gorgeous I need to wait and see but I think lots of people is gonna be saying that mm, that was Shania's song uh, I won't say that because I hate that program from 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 Yevgenia but <laughs> I already recorded an entire podcast like complaining about the program if you want to check it I'll link it below um, and I don't like the program but yeah maybe it could go with her and for the free skate she it looked like she will be recycling Mm, hallelujah that it was the one that she used on the 2019-2020 season and I love that program so I think it's a good move for her jumps wise I think she really needs to go and see what's going on with her technique because this is something that we've seen since the beginning of last season with the ISP uh, competitions isn't something recent and I think she should work on that because she will need those jumps if she wants to go to the Olympics because even though the USP lacks on ultra C elements, I think all of them have uh, some similarities on scoring potential, so she cannot afford to make mistakes. And I think that was for the ladies. I mean, more people compete there, but you know. And for pairs, we have Tarazov and Morozov. Doing their debut um, this season and now coach also by Etheritud Beritze. Vladimir Morozov is an Eteri girl right now. No shade. I saw that on a tweet and it made me. It was funny. Um, are they improvements? Yeah. Especially in Korea because they've, like, I mean, the with the short program, the free skate, I was not feeling it that much. But I think it could be because Danny G did that choreo. And also like the show program choreo was did by Shulin, which is not my cup of the also, but bleh. Um, it was a good show program. The costume change wasn't necessary. <laughs> because the first dress is so beautiful and the second dress is like when you go to therapy and the psychologist uh, put you to draw uh, something f about how you feel. Maybe that's the draw that Terry did in that session. <sighs> anyway, uh, but yeah, their improvement a little bit on chemistry that it, I think is what they like the most, apart from consistency. And yeah, I just hit my, my teeth with the microphone. I'm sorry. And yeah, I think they need to work a little bit more on that. But overall, they are doing such a magnificent job. 
and they could be real contenders for the Olympics if they if they can and get their shit together. I'm saying that. Okay, so um, continuing. Uh, okay, yeah. Do I you like approve like um, a decision to allow trans people to compete on the category they um, yeah the category corresponding to their gender, not their sex, which in my opinion is one of the greatest decisions ever um, I'm not trans obviously but um, I always uh, I, I like to like amplify uh, trans voices because trans uh, trans lives are really important uh, and the trans community is one of the most vulnerable communities uh, out there for plenty of reasons so like being able to partially getting into um, spaces that are uh, only for cisgender people is great to me and is such a great opportunity to amplify the what's his name uh, yeah to to amplify the diversity uh, on this port. So I don't remember and I don't have like the uh, the information at the moment but there were kind of a, a specific criteria. The most um, the, the most huge criteria was for um, trans women. Uh, they need to have like uh, a specific level of testosterone and I don't remember what else, but it's obviously after you're taking hormones. Like both of them are when you're taking hormones, and everything depends on your gender, not on your sex, which I love. I love that decision from ISU, and I think it's such a it's such an important step on the right direction to inclusion um, of other realities on on this board. And if you think that it's unfair for women to be competing against uh, trans women, I'm not here to educate you. Just go away. Go away because, um, I mean, I already talk about this on my Instagram stories and I plan to do a podcast about this. But I haven't had the time to do the full research. But taking into consideration that being under a hormone treatment um, changes a lot of things. And that advantage that trans pops always talk about when we talk about the inclusion of uh, trans people on sports. Uh, that advantage that uh, the trans women allegedly have over uh, cisgender women um, is not a thing. Is not a thing and it's just based on... Um, colonialist and supremacist arguments mm, that it has a lot of transphobia and also racism behind them um, and a little bit of misogyny but yeah I'm not here to educate you if you're against it um, just go away like I don't care I already blocked people for that on my Instagram and I don't regret it at all so yeah um, have a nice day if you want to follow me so in other news, the Cup of China, the Grand Prix segment of Cup of China, was cancelled and it was now reassigned to uh, Torino, Italy. 
that some people is calling them Cup of Italy. Other people think that it's Pizza Cup. I like it more. <laughs> or, or Cup of Pizza. Something like that. I like that more. Even though I don't like pizza, but yeah. Um, <laughs> this, even though, like, they already came with this uh, solution of doing it um, on the same arena that the 2019 Grand Prix Final was, many is great. Um, it puts a little bit in doubt about the Olympic Games for next year. Because, uh, remember, those games are going to be in Beijing. And even though uh, Cup of China and the Olympics are not assigned for the same city, like, uh, it's a little, little bit, um, like, concerning. I just hope that the Olympics can be managed on a safe way. And, yeah, that that's the concern of most of the people. However, I think it's good that they find... Uh, a replace for the Cup of China and I'm happy for the Italian people because they will be able to attend this event and I've seen lots of people really excited for that so good for them and then and almost to finish this Yevgenia uh, Medvedeva did an interview talking about plenty of, of things like uh, yeah, lots of things of symbol, lots of things. I'm not going that much into the details, um, but yeah, she talked about how a fairy realizes about her change to Brian Orzer, not for the media as a fairy communicates at first, uh, but for the Federation, which, okay. Um, she mentioned that, um, she, even though, like, uh, Ethereum obviously have things to blame about all of this entire drama, she says that she's not, uh, like, she has things to blame too, but that at the end of the day, only they know the story of that, and, like, now they have a good relationship. Ethereum and Zinia have a good relationship, which is great. Then she talked about uh, the feelings that she felt at the Olympic Games uh, when she was crying at the ending of her program. She says that only close people to her knows exactly what was on her mind at that point uh, and that she's not ready to tell the story like publicly. Um, and she said that even though at first she felt devastated, uh, for getting the silver, she thinks that now um, she thanks God for winning the silver because that gives her a lot of things to, to, to like, uh, well, lots of things that she has now. It was because she got silver instead of gold, which is a magnificent way, and I'm happy that she feels great with that. Also, obviously, they asked about her relationship with Alina because obviously people are still wanting to do a mess with that. And she said that um, they are okay, <laughs> that they say hello, they say goodbye, but they are not friends. And I think that was obvious. Like, it was obvious since lots of uh, lots of years ago and then it was confirmed during the Channel One Cup competition so you know and uh, they also asked her uh, ask her about uh, whether or not she's retiring she said 
that she's not ready to communicate a decision yet because the last things that have happened in her life lately uh, have teach her that uh, if she decides something, everything might change in a couple of weeks. And I think we've seen that. So um, she's not ready to do a decision yet, but at least this season she's not going to be competing at all. And I think those were the most interesting topics about it. I'll try to find a link to the entire um, interview. And if I find it, I'll link it on the description. Okay, then, the Junior Grand Prix already started. We are on the third segment. Like, I'm recording these on September 2nd. So, is it was the day of the women's short program. It was really interesting. I loved it. Um, and I just have to say that uh, the highlight from the Grand Prix season so far for me is Chaeyoung Kim from South Korea. I love her so much. She's, uh, I love her skating because she's so solid. I just love her. She's an icon and she's a moment. So go follow her. But also go follow all of those magnificent athletes. On all of the disciplines, because they are amazing. I'm really impressed. Like, it's the first time that I get to see the Junior Grand Prix series. And, and I'm so happy with that, because it's so interesting to watch all of these uh, athletes from smaller federations that uh, they just want to shine. And it's amazing, because... You discover lots of talents that uh, normally you don't watch in, that much in senior competitions because you watch mostly beer federations and that's due to a lot of things including like um, overscoring to bigger federations. Something that ISU needs to address but who am I to judge? And yeah, like if you're not watching the Junior Grand Prix series, go and watch because I promise it's great. Okay, last but not least, before I go, Anastasia Gubanova and allegedly Maria Thalalaikina from Russia change nationalities. Gubanova changed to Georgia. First, it was uh, it, it was announced that she changed to Armenia, but then she confirmed that she's going to Georgia, which great. Um, and it's so funny because the president of the Russian Federation first say that. Uh, she's not going anywhere, and then two hours after that, he said that she uh, already put her, uh, she, she submit her petition to change federation since last year. So, lots of contradictions. Like I don't even know if he realizes he's the president of uh, Russian Federation of Figure Skating, but whatever. Uh, with Tal Laikina, we still don't know because she hasn't said anything and it looks like um, they haven't accepted her petitions to change nationalities and that hurts me because I really want to see Tal Laikina like, competing internationally for obvious reasons like if you're not following this podcast you need to know that I'm such a fan of Maria Tal Laikina since last season because she's an icon I love her so much, she's my queen her profile picture on Instagram is an edit I made. So, like, 
you know, with that is already enough, but not, not enough with that. She's an amazing skater. She has an amazing personality. She has amazing interpretation and she has amazing artistry. So I love her and I would love to see her competing internationally. I do think that this decision of changing federations are really wise because at the moment, like, apart from the fact that the field in Russia is so depth, uh, deep, sorry, is so deep, we need to also consider that obviously the coach that is training you have an important weight on your reputation. And even though you're a magnificent skater, if you even doesn't have ultra Z elements or are not trained by the tail to Baritze, you're gonna struggle a lot to get international assignments. So um, if you're not willing to change to a Terry uh, or get ultra Z elements, if they move federations and they can shine on other countries, that's great. That's amazing. And that's something that lots of athletes do, not only on figure skating. And I respect that because, I mean, like, it's a way to get more recognition. And I'm totally here for that. So if we see Gvanova and Tadalakina being at Euros, being at, uh, at World Championship, shining, like, then you'll see. Then you'll see. So, woo, we did it, we did it. Um, if you reached this point, thank you so much. Because, like, this is more than an hour ago. I had lots of things to talk about, and I'm sure I forget about plenty of topics. But uh, I'm not here for that. Like, you know, like, I know I was, like, um, really disconnected the fear skating this last month. So, it's great to be back talking about fear skating. And yeah, I hope you like this podcast. If you like it, I encourage you. And if you want to, obviously, I encourage you to follow me uh, on this podcast. And also, if you want to follow me on Instagram, I'll let my Instagrams on the description box. Um, and yeah, I think that was all. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to continue listening to me, I'll see you on the next episode. That it will be... Most likely uh, talking about the Russian senior test skates. I still don't know about uh, how much delay I will be, like since the competition ends and I do the podcast, because I've been busy as hell lately, but I'll try to um, post it as soon as I can. And uh, yeah, I think that was all. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Uh, Have an amazing day. Have an amazing life. That's it for today. And bye.